welcome to this week's episode of More Tech. I'm your host, Michael Amorgan. And this week, we don't have Vicky. And no, this does not mean that, you know, she's being replaced. Like, what some people thought uh, was the case come uh, last episode on Esports Rap, where we had a new host called Dwan. Uh, well, new co-host called Dwan. Uh, people were asking, you know, is she replacing Vicky? No, Vicky's still here. She's still our co-host for more tech. Uh, she's just out this week doing some events with her sis- sisters, and uh, she'll be back uh, more than likely next week. But until then, don't worry, you still have me. <laughs> now, when I say that... Uh, we have some topics this week. I want to, before we get into those, I want to address a few things. Last week for episode 40 of More Tech, uh, we cut short and uh, we were talking about the Galaxy, Samsung Galaxy uh, 9, well, Note 9. And during that episode, well, the power shut off and so our show shut off. Now, I'm going to be taking a look into getting a battery backup for in cases like that. So, um, at least we can quickly wrap up the show and, you know, it doesn't end up like that. But to end off on that topic last week, um, we were pretty much finished with talking about the Galaxy Note 9. But I we didn't really talk about the fact that it has an exclusive agreement with Epic Games... Uh, more specifically, their game called Fortnite. Thank you for the host, Nally. Um, that said, now, what they've done is a little special. And I, I say that in a, a few different ways. I say that because they have had it so that the Fortnite for Android was exclusive to them for a few days. Um, other pretty much persons who have from the galaxy s7 i think it was go up to the galaxy note 9 which no one should technically have unless they're testing stuff or press or something like that then um you could get access to fortnite on android um and i think that's still currently going on at least for right now i could be wrong but essentially, you get a bunch of items inside that as well. Some skins, uh, jetpacks, you know, stuff like that. Cosmetic stuff. Nothing that actually helps you win the game. But I will admit some of these skins do look nice. Especially the cosmic one. Like, it makes you look like you are just wrapped up in stars. Like, you're some celestial being or something like that. It it looks nice. It will probably draw more attention to you in-game because of how it looks. <laughs> Which will probably end up killing you, but at least you'll die in style. Uh, that said, um, I do want to point out, you know, that there is some issues that's happening with, well, Fortnite. And especially when it comes to Androids. See, they're doing it in a very special way. They're pretty much bypassing Google's Play Store, which is the recommended method of downloading applications when it comes to google android operating system which most of the world has just by sheer numbers um that's in comparison to 
iPhones where the only way you're actually getting on an iPhone is either if you have jailbroken your iPhone and you sideload it or if you go through their place well their version of the play store which is the app store and that's what they've done and so they're splitting like roughly 30 um it's a little bit i think it's a little bit more than 30 percent, but 30 percent of their profits with apple so for the first 20 days that fortnite was out for ios for example they made roughly around 15 million dollars just on ios alone crazy right yeah at least i think so now so that means that out of that 15 million apple gets about five and epic games gets about 10. it's it's not quite exactly those figures this is why i say it's a little it's not quite 30 percent and it's more like 33 something something percent but eh, uh semantics now what they're doing what epic games is doing with google is since Google's Android is a open operating system in a sense it means you don't necessarily need their app store it's preferred by far but you don't need it which is the reason why you have places like uh, F droid which is completely third-party and you could add your apps to that and download from there or you could go the Amazon route like what they did with their fire phones and stuff like that and um just go through the amazon underground app store and download like that which is perfectly fine by all logical reasons and purposes now the issue comes really and truly it, it's not that you know you're bypassing the all sec the security is the real key factor here like sure you're not sharing your money with google because you know that's a that's an option that they give it's not a recommended option but it's an option now the security is the key thing like i'm saying because already this <laughs> the people know that this game is now coming out for android so what are they doing they're making these fake versions of the apk apk is pretty much a file that allows you to it's it's pretty much the app itself so you install that and then you ins it installs the app for you it's pretty much the container for the app that you can download um so essentially what you're doing you they are making these modified versions of the fortnite app that are malicious like they they have malware inside of them to get your keys or like download stuff or like get access to your phone this out and the next and they can do this strictly and it's really and truly solely because of the fact that you know uh you have given them access to do so uh, by downloading these things, you you would have to accept the loss of permissions in a sense that, uh, hey, I'm downloading this third-party app. I, I understand the risk that it takes, and that's it. Like, instead of just saying, okay, well, I'm going to let Google search for viruses and uh, malware and all that kind of stuff, which they do a fairly good job of. They're not perfect, but they do a fairly, fairly good job so yeah there's that whole issue like someone somewhere should have said you know what guys we let's not host the file on our website to download the app 
because you know people are gonna go searching for this and then they're more than likely going to just download some random thing hey there nally um they're more than likely going to just download some random app instead of you know the one that's actually on our website the best thing to do like i've been saying put it in a recognized app store amazon is for one google play store split your actually amazon is probably your best bet because they don't really do a revenue share like that you could quite literally throw up your app inside there and they don't really care you could like use some alternative method of payment and that way you're you still have a method for people to go in and download your app but what if i don't have amazon well i mean most people do for starters at least most of your players do i would assume or at least their parents do and if they're kids then do you really want them buying a bunch of stuff or you could just take the 30 split share like you've been doing with apple already and just like man up and take it like you're already doing it with apple just because you can that you're essentially you're, you're pulling the same kind of mentality that you're arguing with sony about hey sony sony's like pretty much saying hey i can lock you guys out from playing with other people and fortnite is like hey i can you know not let you guys have 30 percent of the market of my uh my fees to make sure that you know everything's secure so it's a matter of mentality it's a matter of how should i put it being greedy which is essentially the same thing as sony anyway so right now fortnite to my eyes you're pulling a sony and that's not a good look that said we i did want to talk about something else that's happening in the world um something else by the name it's still related to android but it's uh you may have heard some names go about a while back uh called android one and before I, well, the true topic is Android Go, which I think the title should already state. Um, but the thing is, to understand what Android Go is, you have to understand what Android One is. And how they correlate with Android on a whole. So, it's a little funny. And let me explain. Most of us in the world... Oh, you're getting a lag. That's not good. And I don't know where that music came from. Sorry, one second. Yeah, I know. Okay, I found it. I found it. Okay. So, and by the way, if you are lagging on this, you know, I do have other streams that you can go on. I have it on Mixer. I have it on YouTube. You can find both of those, you know, mixer.com slash more cookies and youtube.com slash more cookies. If, you know, it makes it a little bit easier to, for you to watch and it's not being laggy. Now, getting back into this, most of us are running on Android. And for the most part, Android's worked well for us for a while. Um, 
it's just here's the issue the true and honest issue not everyone works well with android and for this for a lot of people uh the sad fact of the matter is android it's not affordable for everybody and that's something that google's really trying to push forward towards they're trying to reach towards the first well the next one billion people and to do that they they need to make android more affordable and that means you know having these phones out there that don't have as much hardware inside them or the specs aren't as high i should say so you have phones it's today's day and age where you know they're pushing like six gigs of ram 128 gigs 512 um like those are the high ends the mid range they're more like 16 32 64 kind of range um that that the 64 is more on the high range high mid high range but the point is this hardware costs a lot to especially developing countries like these people do not have like more than a hundred dollars to really spend on a phone if that and so that's what they're really trying to aim gear towards and so they developed android one i think it was back in 2014 which was meant to be a means for people to get the more affordable phones because what they did is they said hey uh manufacturers don't make these phones more than this spec like don't make it more than uh this much ram this much hard drive you know let's let's cut things down let's like try to sand things down give them a lightweight option and go with that and apparently the manufacturers fought back um hard it was not popular so it seems um and if i find a quote for it actually um anyway okay i can't find that quote but essentially what it is the manufacturers fought back they wanted control of what all kind of phones they made and there was some issues but android one is still doing fairly well in places like india but then people started to bump up the numbers and google kind of had to like say okay um and so they became more the mid-range operating system for phones in some places around the world and so there's a certain amount of hardware that's they're allowed and things are made to be lightweight for them to run smoothly then comes three years later something called android go which is actually meant to stay with the low-end devices the one the phones that are like under 100 bucks and you think okay well maybe this is going to replace uh the android one initiative and it's actually not doing that it's actually uh becoming its own thing so you technically have three versions of android again you have android android one and android go uh and what they're saying is for the go devices these are the ones that cost a hundred dollars or less there have been several initiatives and this is a uh this is a quote right now by google to make android smartphones accessible to billions of people who have limited resources um 
Arpit Madha, the product manager for Android Go, revealed that Android Go is the company's latest attempt to make Android smartphones accessible for all. Um, one of the questions that was asked to him is if it was a replacement, and his answer was that Android Go is not a replacement for Android One in its current form, but rather Android One is focused on the mid-range market, while Android Go is on the entry level. And then when you asked Google CEO Sundar Pichai, uh, the, his response was similar. He pretty much said that he doesn't see Android Go as a replacement for Android One, rather the two products that coexist with an overall Android oper um, ecosystem. And while it's easy to consider that, you know, Android Go is a natural replacement, it seems that Google has other ideas at least. Um, so essentially, we have three versions again, and it's currently on Android Oreo. So you have Android Oreo 1, Android Oreo Go. So Go's are currently already a thing. It's just not many people know about these because, well, not many people on this side of the world really check for the less developed countries. They're only checking the United States, the EU, and a few other places. So you're probably going to find more and more places nowadays talking about the Android Go phones because that's the latest initiative for the more affordable devices. And the reason why that's happening is because, well, there aren't a lot of smartphones that are $100 or less nowadays. So the only phones you're really going to get for that are the phones that are barely creeping by because they're running Android, the regular version that isn't streamlined. Or the, I have no other better word to call it, but the dumb phones of the world. Um, so... Okay, so Joseph, that's a good question. Um, Joseph's asking, is that there are different platforms, does it mean that there are new rules for coding in Android Go? And the answer to that is no. It's still Android. It's still basing itself off of Java um, and, you know, everything like that. So you don't have to learn any new form of coding to be able to run your apps on that. You just need to make sure that they don't be resource intensive if you want them to hit all those three um, versions of Android. So, for example, what Google has done, they've actually streamlined some versions of their apps as well. Um, I'm trying to find, I had a list of the different apps um, that they have. And I am failing myself right now. Okay, so I'm on their blog right now. They have Google Go, which offers the ability to read websites aloud and highlights each word so you can follow along. So that's the lightweight version of Google search. You have YouTube Go, which makes it easier to enjoy videos while using less data with new features like gallery mode for downloaded content. So you download it over Wi-Fi and then watch on the go. So you lose, use less data. Uh, you have Maps Go, which now features navigation, making it possible for people with Go Edition devices or unstable connections to use turn-by-turn -turn directions, whether you're traveling by car, bus, or on foot. 
The only issue that I've been finding though is that some people are actually saying that the GPS on the maps go isn't all that great. Sometimes it's a little off by a little bit and so it can be a little weird. I just want you to keep that in mind. Then there's Files Go, which is actually a pretty neat app. And like you could download this on the you could download all these ones that I'm talking about and the ones I'm gonna be talking about shortly. Um, onto your regular Android device right here and now and test them out which is great for developers to see how like these the differences are and try to streamline their apps to make sure that they work on everything um, but yeah files go is really nice uh, nice uh, way to clean up your Android system um, across the board as well as transferring files this thing can quite literally transfer files up to 490 megabits per second um, that's roughly half a gigabit per second like that's insanely fast putting it mildly um and it has saved people roughly around 90 terabytes so that's nine ah <laughs> uh, wow um that's ninety thousand gigabytes um then you have assistant go which is much like google assistant which supports additional languages like Spanish, Brazilian, Portuguese, Indonesian, and expanded support for device actions like controlling Bluetooth, camera, flashlight, and added reminders. And of course, Android Messages, which is the text messaging version of uh, the app. There's Android Messages Go Edition, which is now 50% smaller in size, and the phone app also includes caller ID and spam detection. So those are really, really neat when you think about it. Um, and overall, I think this system is going to do fairly well when it comes to market. It's just making sure that they, I think what they need to make sure of. Um, oh, right. There are some other versions as well. There's uh, the Gmail Go, the, which is, of course, Gmail Lightweight. There's Gboard Go, which is the keyboard, which is a little bit more lightweight. Um, there's Chrome. I think there's a version of it that's lightweight as well. So, yeah, across the board, they're making these lightweight versions to keep everything running streamlined. And there's one interesting thing that they're doing with their data. They're pretty much making it so that you can... Uh, everything's pretty much going through a data saver uh using the google stuff so it's saving you data even when you're using data because it's compressing it and so when you compress it it makes the things that you're trying to get smaller in size so let's say you're trying to download a video or watch a video for example um this is not the best example i don't think they actually do this but this is just an example you watch a video that's five megs it's going to try to compress the um, file as much as possible make it maybe three megs instead um and of course you know android go is saying that apps open up to 15 percent faster because of how lightweight everything is so a lot of things are coming into play with this and it's, it's not just something that's not really thought out I, there will almost always be issues so there's that but you I mean there's currently issues with android and ios uh, on a whole, so you can't really fault them for it too much. Um, and then they are also adding in some extra little features that are nice. So, for example, for those persons who really are in places that have a really strict 
data usage limit. Um, the, the focus again is on data, but when you actually go to check your data usage, it'll give you something that pretty much says, you know, okay, well, we are monitoring your data usage. Like you can, you can monitor it, I should say. And it has something inside there that allows you to top up your usage as well. So, um, essentially what they, they do, I'm trying to find an example of it, but it's a data management tool that using the quick settings shows you how much data you have left. And then it actually has a button right there, right next to the actual data usage that says top up. And so then you can actually top up with your carrier. This of course is going to be carrier specific. Um, but I would assume that, you know, if a carrier is going to roll out with this device, they should work that in. Um, so that'll be interesting to see because I know a lot of carriers, sometimes they only really have something um, like a USSD code or something like that. So maybe it ties into that. And you press the button and it pops it up and apply for data or something like that. I'm not entirely sure. But once I actually get my hands on one, I'll, I'll let you guys know. Um, by the way, that reminds me. Um, the overall space that Android takes can vary. So, for example, uh, Android 9. Uh, on a 8 gig phone will take up about well you'll have about 2.5 gigs of storage available to you after installation with Android Go uh, with the Oreo version you have will have 5 point well 5 gigs instead of 2.5 so you're doubling the amount of space you have because of how lightweight um, Google has made that version of Android. And then you've got the Go version, which we're going to talk about the Pi version of it now. So Pi Go. That's an interesting name. Um, the Pi Go edition will essentially take it down even further, giving you 5.5 gigs of space. So you won't really run into the issues that you would have had before, because typically when you get down to 5.5 gigs and then you have to install things like Facebook and WhatsApp and a few other things, that pretty much runs through all of your remaining space. And so since there's hardly any hard drive space, your phone then starts to get really, really slow. And so when you have more space to work from and download stuff and actually have some extra space on the side, that means that your operating system can run a little bit better, a little smoother. And then you couple that with the fact that, hey, you know, this is something that's lightweight. It's going to run even better than that. And then you make something that's even more lightweight that has more space and you're just getting that extra on that. So it's a really nice idea what they're going from with it. Um, and I do have to admit, I, I like the fact that they're doing this. I am surprised that there aren't as many devices as I, well, well-known devices out there. Currently, there are about 120 plus countries that uh, supposedly support it. So they say, because um, they said, quote, we welcomed our first wave of Android Go Edition phones in April. And now there are more than 200 devices available in 120 plus countries. 
including India, South Africa, the US, Nigeria, and Brazil. We will also continue to refine the core operating system and have added a variety of new useful features, so on and so forth. And it comes with a HD or regular VGA screen, 4 gigs or 8 gigs or 16 gigs of storage, or 3G or uh, well, and 3G or 4G support. And the, the Go Edition device is for everyone. In some countries, devices are available for a little as 30 bucks USD. So that's an American money. Which is holy crap. Um, with more than 100 manufacturers planned to release the devices before the end of the year, you can expect even more options when choosing your first Go Edition device. On this list that they actually have here, which is just a few companies, um, there's the Nokia N1, there's the Lavia Z50, there's the iTel Smart 2, the Mobicell Astro. The Symphony V96, um, the Cherry Mobile Omega Lite 4, that is a mouthful, by the way. The Advan S50, the Blackview A20, which I will admit, at first sight, I thought that's a Blackberry. I'm a little sad at that. Um, the Micromax Bahat Go, the Doogie, wow, someone actually named it the Doogie, uh, <laughs> X50, and the Starlight Star Plus. Exactly, that's what she said, Mally. Um, so I have a, another question. Uh, oh, okay. No. Um, apparently I didn't have another question. But, uh, yeah, I know there are more phones coming out that's even not on the list that they've given out. I know this for a fact. I can't say how I know this. But I know this. Um, and I, I can't say which manufacturers. You'll just have to hear about them a little later on this year. Um, that being said. That being said. I, I do want to like. Just quickly go over some other stuff. And of course, if you guys have questions about this kind of stuff, you know, feel free to shoot a message on in the Discord chat or on Twitter using the hashtag MOAR Tech. One word. You know, I'll, I'll pick up on those, I'll answer them, and, you know, we can have a discussion about it if you want. So, the best question I think before we move on from this topic, though, is who are these phones really good for? And. You know, when you got people rolling up with the Note 9s and the Google Pixel 2 XLs and the uh, Huawei Mates and like, all these other kind of phones, like, it's hard to say, like, to say, like, I want something other than those. But, you know, you do have to always look inside what's in your budget. You can't always go for the, the $1,000 phone. That's just, just not realistic. That's not... I shouldn't say it's not realistic, but it's not something that's financially responsible. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lecture you about your financial responsibility. But what I am going to say is, these phones are good for those that are on a budget. And like I said, these phones are a hundred dollars or less. One of them is quite literally thirty bucks. Um, these will run better than say a blue phone that's currently out that's like uh, running on eight or sixteen gigs and like one gig of ram or less 
and you're expecting the world out of that thing. And yes, I have a little bit of bias against blue. Um, there you go. You're still in it. Uh, apparently, a musable door pooped their pants today and gave up. And they're still in it. Uh, that's not the kind of thing that you should be in, but you do you. But, uh, <laughs> I can't believe I said that. Um, right. So, you know, Go is not for the mid-range. It's not a high-range phone. Android, high-end to mid-end. Mid-end is Android 1. <laughs> and Android Go is for the low-end. So, you know, base yourself on on what you can do you can always like save up for the other stuff later and get whatever it is if you if you need a phone quick and fast and in a hurry and you only have a little bit android go is what you need but let's move on from android go i've been talking about that for like the past 20 minutes now and uh i want to talk about apple and ios ios 12 specifically so here's the thing they've been pulling stuff a little bit and i want to start off with uh android 12 beta 7. <laughs> funny Nali. yes i i realized i was talking for a while on android go but it's an important topic and i i, I do believe it's important but Apple has actually taken with uh, the Android. Well, sorry. Wow. Okay. Apple has taken iOS beta seven and launched it. Then people said, oops, uh, we're not seeing Google time, like group time inside this anymore. I keep like referencing back to Google and Android. We're not seeing group time anymore, which is pretty much their version of FaceTime with up to 32 people at the exact same time. And who? in the world are you going to have a conversation with with 32 other people like what really really come on like that's a little bit above and beyond like leave that stuff to other places um but we've got you know You've got Apple saying that they're going to pull it, essentially. And it's not going to be in an iOS 12, at least when it launches. Which is pulling a very similar move to what Google did with Android 9, which is also called Pi. Uh, where in their well-being app, which we mentioned, I think, in a previous episode. Actually, the last episode. Their well-being app is was toted as being a key functionality inside android 9 uh pretty much you know for your health and like your eyesight and like mental health and going to sleep and not burning out and that kind of stuff and then android 9 came out well the, all the betas were there and people were like hey i don't see it i didn't see it personally speaking um and i wondered about that i, I looked all around i thought i was going crazy but um lo and behold like i didn't see anything to like say like where you go to enable it or anything like that and 
But I thought, okay, well, maybe Google scratched that, maybe? And then, or maybe it's coming in a later beta. And then they rolled it out and made it go live. And it still wasn't there. And then a little bit later, after that, they then said, hey, if you want to be a part of the well-being beta, click here and fill out this form. And I'm like, hmm, but this was supposed to be rolled out at the exact same time that this thing was supposed to be coming out for everybody. So what's going on here? And unfortunately, Google didn't like hold up on that bargain, which now Apple's doing. They're not rolling out the beta test for it like they were supposed to, um, but they're saying that it's going to be rolled out after uh, iOS 12 launches, at least so they're saying. Um, how long after? We're not sure, but we're... <laughs> They rolled out iOS beta 7 and it wasn't in it. And then they found bugs in that. Well, people found bugs in that, so they pulled it. And now there's iOS beta 8 that's out. So people can uh, beta test on that, which it's still not in. So yeah, it's definitely looking like your group time stuff is not going to be inside there until well after uh, iOS 12 rolls out to the mass populace. So have fun with that. Uh yeah. Now, before I call, because that was actually my topics for today, like that was supposed to be it. But before I cut everything off, there was a question that was asked by someone who's currently in chat last week. Uh, Nally, you asked me a question. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? And... You know, this has been a question that's been haunting me my entire life since childhood. You know, I think that's that's the case for everyone, right? Everyone, everyone. This is something that happens to everyone, right? Um. So I looked into it. I did. And um, I found out your answer. So, one study says that a woodchuck doesn't necessarily chuck wood. It doesn't eat wood. It uh, chews up wood. So, we can, we can kind of go with that. And, you know, if it was physically able to chuck wood, like, actually, like, yeah! Um... It wouldn't chuck it very far because it's actually a very small bird. So, sorry, not not a bird. Um, how should I put this? They 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 don't really. Hmm. It's more commonly known as a groundhog. So I don't really know why I call it a bird. It's a tiny rodent. Um, very similar to a beaver. Just, you know, a little smaller than that. It's about 14 pounds in weight. 32 inches long. And, um, you know, considering their size, they can eat a whole lot, though. They can actually eat a uh, 100-foot redwood tree in about 
35 seconds. Joking. <laughs> I got you there. Um, but like I said earlier, it's good. you shouldn't have fallen for that because I, I said it. They don't eat wood. They eat grasses, clovers, black cherries, honeysuckles, snails, insects, baby bird, eggs. Well, baby birds, eggs, and, you know, other stuff that they can get their mouths on. <laughs> I had I had you like I, I had you there now I, I, that was that was what that was the point yes the song is a lie the song about woodchucks is a lie um but like I said if they if they tried to throw wood it wouldn't get very far um and if they mashed it up essentially so we'll, we'll say that chucking is mashing up wood um so chewing on it um, they could pretty much go through about 700 pounds worth of wood. So, uh, yeah, they pretty much, what, th what they did is they measured the inside of the typical wood chuck burrow and found that, you know, if it was filled with wood instead of dirt, it would have chucked about 700 pounds worth of wood. Another study pretty much said that, you know, they can pretty much get through about 361 point, and I'm rounding here, uh, 92 cubic centimeters of wood per day. The actual amount is 361.9237001. Um, but they say that's not the most reliable research right there. And if you want to really break that down, that becomes like uh, 22 cubic inches or like 0.36 um, liters. So. I am not going to say that a musical door. And now he's saying, I can chuck wood at about, about seven pounds of wood. That's why I get a gr really. Anyway, guys. So I want to just quickly point out, you know, if you guys do have questions that relate to tech or you want to have a conversation, again, feel free to come inside the Discord. We just check on our, our website, morecookies.com where there you can actually watch previous episodes or listen to the podcast versions of them. Uh, you go to our sites on Twitch or Mixer or Facebook. Check that out, uh, those out as well. Um, the links to the Discord is on Twitch and Mixer, though, as well as the website. And, you know, I will be back next week for Esports Wrap on Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And more tech will be back next week's Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as well. And until then, this is Michael Amargan. Take care.